0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, New one's own, Van Helsink. With me, all the way from across the pond, is the rockstar parapsychologist himself, the author of boy, No telephone calls from the dead, Mr. Cal Cooper.
1: Can't believe you've forgotten it already. How's it going, Ron? It seems like you know I'm Steve voices Parsons. from the Steve dead, Parsons telephone Steve
0: calls Parsons. from the dead, you know, bills from the dead. It's all the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems like I'm Steve Parsons standing now. It's been a while since I've had a, a full time on the show.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, but it's it's good to hear your voice again, and it's barely uh, two months till you'll be over here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've been so busy with projects but I'll keep on looking at it in the diary and it's um quickly getting ahead of us really. It's gonna be happening sooner than we know it.
0: <laughs> absolutely. And uh I'm really excited about that. Um really gonna out drink you on the tea thing, so that'll settle oh, that. I, I very much doubt it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we, sh- we shall see. We shall see. Tea, tea
1: or anything wrong, I will drink you under the table. i've oh, got going ah. back to um Last week, I just got reminded because it's little Jasmine's birthday today and she's watching Underworld. So I listened into last week's show with uh, Dr. Sean O'Callaghan and Steve. Uh, that was a great show, by the way. It was really interesting. to like finally having to, like, a whole topic on vampires because you discussed it for quite a while, wanting kind of some sort of themes on vampires. And I thought that was quite an interesting show to go back on and look into the different cultures.
0: That's right, and then you can actually, if you did miss it, you can go on iTunes or on the uh, Net page and uh, listen to it again. Um, it, it was good. I mean, as it turned out, uh, last month was kind of like Vampire Month, as it turned out for me. Uh, I did Dining with the Dead, and I had a gothic musician who was also one of the elders in the New York vampire uh, community. Uh, he was there as my guest, and also... Uh, we were stayed at the Collinwood Inn in O'Neill, New York, which is a Dark Shadows-themed bed and breakfast, which is a vampire as well. So it was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it sounded really good. I remember you uh, mentioning that. I also heard all the puns that kept on coming up as well.
0: I know nothing about that.
1: <laughs> necks and steaks.
0: But, anyways, I, we have a great show today, and and you don't know how thrilled I am uh, waiting with bated breath to speak to this young gentleman uh, who really intrigues me. And he is a psychic artist. Uh, he was on the most haunted uh, um, TV show as well, and he is Mr. Brian Shepard.
2: Hi, good evening to
0: you. Oh, a pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's nice to I, speak to you again. It just seems it's such a long time.
0: It has been. And and you know what's really amazing is I just put on uh, my Facebook page is the episode you did at New London Ledge Lighthouse in uh, off of uh, Connecticut.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a very, very interesting episode. Uh, Trip that, or you know, all the way around. But uh, that was especially a, a, a very good day. It's funny, really. You mention that because um, about, I suppose, an hour ago or so, I, I got to thinking. You know, that coming on the show now and and speaking to you, and uh, uh, it, it's very funny because uh, my my daughter mentioned something about she just found an, an, an old fishing license in the back, back of her pocket. I think from last year. You know, when we're in. Um, in uh, California down on Laguna Beach um, mm-hmm. and went out fishing and, I, 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 and that spurred on from there and I started to think about, you, you, you know, uh, seafaring people, lighthouses and and um, I started, you know, really feeling that there was something about you and the show tonight and something calling from beneath and it was beneath water. It was from way down on the bottom of the ocean bed, something long gone, something that perished there. So mm-hmm. just Yeah. Um, something calling, something calling to you. Now, I don't know is this, if this is... Well, I suppose obviously it is significant because of what you've just said, um, asking me about that particular episode of, uh, of, of, of Most Haunted. But is this something that you're currently thinking? Um, it just seemed to me that it was... You know, it was not about that, that Most Haunted, but something that's now or going to be investigated... But very interesting.
0: right cool. cool. I'm sure you're not aware of this but I am a, a member uh, a board member of the Friends of Portsmouth lighthouses houses because there's a couple of them and uh, I, I have investigated quite a few lighthouses and we also I also partner with Jeremy Dontremont, who is a uh, lighthouse expert and we do these cruises as well uh, including the Pirate ghost cruise, and in fact, you're doing a cruise when you come over here, uh, as well. And it's really interesting. One of the cruises we did last year, we actually attempted to communicate uh, with underwater microphones uh, to spirits under the under the waves. So I, I think that's rather interesting.
2: Well, that's that's exactly the way I was feeling. As I say, there was a calling, and it was a calling that, as it had come like up through water, you know, distorted sort of calling out, help, uh, come, come, come to me, found me now, all that sort of thing going on in my mind. And as I say, long lost seafaring people. Um, so it's this, this seems strange and uh, yeah, obviously very interesting and very significant. Um, and I didn't know about that piece of your history, if you like, that you've just, um, you've just related to me. So, definitely interesting.
0: So, Cal, what do you think of all this?
1: No, I, I certainly wasn't aware of that either. I knew that you had links to um, Portsmouth Lighthouse, and that was something that you'd um, kind of had a lot of past and history to, but I didn't know that you'd done any experiments regarding kind of the sea area around there and also putting microphones under the water. If, if you have mentioned it before, it's totally lo- got lost in my unconscious. So uh, what, could you get anything more specific out of that, Brian, or was it just a sort of link that you had to run? I think
2: it was a generalisation. to I don't think, um, you know, no, not specifically, um, but it was, it was about the whole thing, you know, the sea, um, people that have perished at sea and whose souls are still there, yeah. um, and are and, and a reaching, are reaching from within, from under, from underwater. Are reaching up, are calling, uh, wanting to be found, wanting to communicate. So, as I say, while I've been listening to what Ron was saying about these, um, and I I also knew nothing about this um, business with the with with the the lighthouses or, in actual fact, the 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 cruises or whatever. Uh, But to hear him speaking, I mean, it's um, it's it's very it's very strange. Um,
1: Does that? that Does, does that make much sense to you, Ron, in terms of any kind of stories or reports that you've heard around the lighthouse or any other kind of locations near the sea that you've investigated? Uh,
0: the, the interesting thing is, is uh, I don't know if it's because I'm Pisces or what, but I'm definitely drawn <laughs> to the sea and lighthouses, and this is something that's, that's come later in my life. And I've been intrigued with doing... Uh, uh, much more research in fact I, I i'm going to get my uh diver's license which i do not have yet and uh i i'm really intrigued in like underwater parano uh para, uh, para- forget it investigating <laughs> underwater <laughs> you'll
1: and, ruin your k2 meter it'll get soaked
0: yeah well there are ways there are ways. That's what we did to the microphone. We made special compartments for them and everything else. So I mean, it was it was definitely cool. Uh, we we attempted to make communication with a uh, sunken German U-boat, and uh, we did pick up uh, what appeared to be German words uh, from it. And also, we had some mediums aboard, of course, and they they gave us their feelings of what they, they nobody knew where we were going or what we were attempting to do, uh, but they gave us their impressions, which was. Men, you uh, sweating and, and you know, beer-chested and in a cramped quarters, and I mean, it's kind of general, but it still was. It was interesting, anyways.
1: Did you get any meaningful results out of the microphone that you put under the water? Did it? Ha- what was the effect that it produced? Was it very much like EVP?
0: It was. It was EVP. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, you talk about EVP, which is a lot of people, especially when we first got into the paranormal, they're impressed with it because it was voices of the dead. But I, I tell you, I am really impressed with what Brian can do because for Brian to actually give us basically a mind's photograph of what he sees is absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, totally. Have you done any um, work recently, Brian? I know you—you um, know—you've you, been busy with a lot of things recently. But it's like, um, have you had the urge now and then to kind of draw anything that's come to you psychically of, of late?
2: Um, yeah. Uh, recently, well, well, okay. So I, I've been a bit incapacitated at times with various illnesses. You yeah. Know. <laughs> anyway, we won't. We 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 won't go down that road. But. Um, well, well, <laughs> Well, I have been active. Let's say, um, yeah, sure. I've been involved with a few um, one-to-one people I've been working with, which, is, which have been quite interesting. But of course, is a is a personal thing. Um, and I have been doing a bit of drawing. Yeah, um, I think I. I was telling you actually, and I and I heard mention of it just now. Didn't you mention something about dark shadows just now, or somebody? Yes, it? they did.
0: yep.
2: Who yep. mentioned dark shadows? That was Ron, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, OK, well, um, one of the most interesting things that I've been doing of late is that I don't know if you've heard... You might have heard this, actually, the story that um, a guy from... Uh, I think where it is now, it's gone completely out of my mind, the state. Um, i think of it in a minute. Anyway, the guy who owns the rights to... Dark Shadows uh, and, and putting that out on American t- TV, you know, the old black and white um, mm-hmm. series, um, has actually—it's um, it, obvious. It's, it's his favorite show. But rather than just be content with watching that favorite show, as we, as most of us do, he's actually had the Dark Shadows house rebuilt, brick for brick. Really. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has. It's uh, it took, it's taken seven years to do it, but he contacted an architect and got him to look at all the all the um you know, the dark shadows, the old nineteen sixties dark shadows shows and from that work out and work out a plan and work and, and, and rebuild the house exactly as it should be. And he's now well, adding... it's
0: it's interesting because the one they shot in is still still around in in, in uh I think it's in Massachusetts or Connecticut. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you that's know where the, this guy is from?
2: Um, I'm just trying to think. I'll, I'll come back to you on that in a
0: minute. Okay, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but, uh, I, that's I, intriguing, uh, though. Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, mean...
2: I can't, And I can't reveal his name in actual fact, but he's a very interesting guy, and he's, uh, he's a TV producer.
0: Right, of course, you know that Dark Shadows just came out in theater uh, yeah. in May as well
2: it's uh, it, yeah 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 it did. it just came out it just came out fairly recently here in in, in the uk as it did uh, as, as it did uh your side of the pond um and it's got a it's got a it got a good, good 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 reception i do believe i haven't seen it myself and of course dark shadows as such you know the old 60s show um i believe did not air in this country um where the adams family and monsters and yeah. things like that did um dark shadows did not um, but uh, there you go. Yeah, so that's interesting. So I've been kind of working with him on one or two things. Oh,
0: that's pretty cool. The Dark Shadows was actually a live show. It was a soap opera, and it came out in the afternoon, which was, right. you know, unheard of at that time. It was it's phenomenal.
2: <laughs> really? That's interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I know very little about it, as I say, because it didn't air here at all. You know, I know I know a lot about the monsters and, not, uh, uh, and the right. Adams family, of course, but certainly not the um, uh, the Barnabas character, etc., uh, etc., et the vampire in, uh, in Dark Shadows. But yeah, so that is likely is you know connected with that. I
1: I hadn't heard much about the series either. I remember growing up watching repeats of The Adams Family, the black and white series, and. So yeah. forth. But I remember when um, yourself, Brian, you explained this to me, the whole story behind it. I just mm-hmm. imagined it being just this whole live audience thing with the early black and whites, very much like the early Adams family. Uh, as you say, Brian, I didn't realize there was kind of external shots and an actual building or mansion for this place.
0: Well, the one they, they, they uh, used on it for the outside. But the I mean, you, you got to remember, this was really low-key. I mean, a lot of times the scenery was not real, and, and it has been known to move when they've touched it and stuff, and it, it's, it's known for its uh, mistakes, you know, seeing things you shouldn't be seeing. But that was the kind of the charm of the series that uh, if, it's so funny because I, Ian and I from uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation we just made a promo for the show, and we shot it at the Collingwood Inn, and we made it very similar to that kind of dark, shadowy thing where we had a bat flying. You can actually see the, the stick where the bat was flying. And so, uh, yeah, it, it was a big thing. I mean, I remember running home to to see this show at, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and and there was no replays or anything else. I mean, you, you had to see it, or you missed it. Right
2: yeah it's just been I think it's just been issued here on DDD in actual fact uh, box set type thing you know I uh, have I haven't seen it but, uh, but we we have had a few of those shows where kind of very dodgy and dodgy sets and shaky walls etc etc yeah, yeah. not the show that was supposed to be like that.
0: Well. Brian, uh, someone in the chat room uh, actually it, it's uh, another Brian from the Collinwood Inn where I stayed at, and he's the, the Doc Dock Shadows B and B. He's just informed me that uh, you're referring to a house that was used as the old house which burnt down. And that was the original one, yeah. And the, one, the other one they use is in Newport, Rhode Island. So the, you must be referring to the one that burnt down then.
2: Yeah. And an actual fact, to answer your question of earlier, this guy's in Pittsburgh.
1: Like okay. It. There you
2: go. What, what, while, while I think about it, while my brain's clicked in, you know, and I haven't gone a complete blank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's the way that's... to be because I'm the same way. Yeah,
2: sorry, just just sorry. to say, there was an article about it on on on, on their localised uh, breakfast TV show. I think fairly recently, because um, he actually sent me a link uh, to, to look at, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought, and I thought at that point, of course, I'd seen I'd seen some kind of photos, if you like, of the outside but I hadn't expected it to be quite as wow as it actually was. And the inside was quite amazing, you know, dark, windy staircases. And, well, you know what it was like. Um, And it was incredible. And stained glass windows, the whole bit, you know, so it's fabulous. Hmm.
1: Not to go too much into the guy's kind of um, family life and so forth, but it's like going back to last week's show, um, which I wasn't on but I listened into, we are discussing... Uh, different people in different societies, either embracing the vampire or taking on the role of a vampire or believing themselves to be a vampire, this guy you were in contact with brian wasn 't he kind of quite it, not only into the the Dark Shadow series but also also the kind of image of the vampire as well himself because you saw some video clip of him sort of dressed as the main character or kind of liked to embrace the gothic well, theme as yeah. well i
2: don't know whether he, i don 't know how much he was he had taken on that what he's saying, like a persona or whatever. Is that, is that what you're saying? But,
1: yeah, yeah. He, he sort of. I, um, I, I, don't,
2: I don't really think that it, it didn't give me that impression necessarily. He was more shadowy and, and the whole idea was uh, not to show his face and he wanted to stay completely anonymous. Obviously he had a story to tell but that had to be done sitting at a table in you know, as I say, silhouette most, in relief, but look more Orson Welles-ish to me with a big fedora hat and all the rest of it. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting little article, as I say, on on on, bre- on localized breakfast TV. Uh, you know, from that area. So yeah. Mm-hmm
0: now uh brian you know i was watching i just just before i went on the air i watched the entire episode of uh, new london ledge uh, lighthouse and i'm not sure if i missed it or not but did you ever complete the drawing of the of the fellow that that you saw there
2: um i i i i never did complete it fully no an actual fact but I never did. It.
0: That was the one thing I was looking for. I was saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to go through this. Song. i got to see this drawing. i got to see this drama. Because we actually uh, investigated uh, New London Ledge ourselves back in uh, 2007. In fact, it won okay. an Emmy for uh, uh, Best uh, Entertainment Special, so which was kind of cool. But, I mean, it was a, a local Emmy, so it wasn't like a real big deal. But, anyways. Yeah. yeah, uh,
2: yeah it sometimes unfortunately affects that way you know that you, you 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 and the more you try the less you know the harder it becomes but um, right. no i did never get an absolute on that to be to-, to be totally honest i made lots of notes on it but which are not in front of me now but um right right uh, i always do that so um it's something i could sort of like look back into i suppose do you know mhm
0: yeah um, i mean that's I, I'm interested in uh you know when you come over here and uh, I know we are doing this cruise and, and and i'm interested it's it's you know it's not like a huge ship it's a it's a small boat holds about forty um forty people in it and we're going to we're going to be going to various locations, including some of the lighthouses i mean would you be able to pick an image up of uh, from offshore, or is this something that you really have to be through, or, or even can you do it remotely?
2: Um, uh, I, I suppose to be absolutely fair, um, mm-hmm. I, I would need to be on the lighthouse itself, uh-huh. um, in, in, in complete touch in every sense, right, of the, with, with, with the place. Um, uh, having said that. You know, now and again, I do get, I do get feel, I the feel of things from a distance, um, An actual fact, as I say, you know, what we were talking about uh, when I came on earlier, um, that I've been thinking about the sea and callings from the sea, lost souls at sea, um, mm-hmm. during the afternoon, and that, which, as I say, then coincides with what you're talking about this evening, Uh, which which, uh, strikes me, you know, as very interesting, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, So, yes, I mean, excuse me. So, yes, in that sense, I suppose, but um, I I wouldn't like to say I could do it to order, (laughs) put it that way.
0: No, I mean, see, that's the cool thing. A lot of people don't understand uh, the whole mediumship and psychic uh, uh, phenomenon in, in itself. I mean, we, I, I, am always, I always push the envelope myself and try different things. I mean, on, on one of the cruises, what we did is we stopped off by an island, and we attempted EVP from a distance, and we actually uh, got an EVP which said, Boat, we're rescued. And as it turns out, where we were was the location where a, a Spanish galleon had crash land, crash landed, yeah, shipwrecked, and um, <laughs> it was in the winter time. And they actually found some of the the sailors that who had froze to death before they even made it uh, to the to the houses where they were just outside the houses and had died. So that was that was interesting.
2: Yeah, no, very, 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 interesting. As I say, that, that like, you know, that almost ties in with what I was saying earlier, wasn't it? That, you know, I just got this vivid, what say, the vivid picture of, you know, you know, mariners who had lost their lives. Right. we're still, we're still there. We're still hoping to be found. We're mm-hmm. trying to communicate, which ties in with what you said about communicating underwater. Um, That's,
0: it's so fascinating.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, you know, I'd like to be involved in something like that, of course.
0: Well, we'll definitely like try something. And of course, the the big thing that that uh, we're really excited about is with the three day event uh in which cal and you are both going to be part of and which is uh spirit quests uh the paranormal experience and uh one of the things is the psychic versus science ghost hunt which is kind of never been done around here so that that's really excited i'm sure cal's excited about that as well
1: the science team is going to win obviously hands down
2: <laughs> <laughs> no problem <laughs> no problem at
0: all. <laughs> you know, what's you know, interesting, guys, is that it, it, I, the more I deal with the paranormal, the more I, I'm believing that it's it's a personal experience. It's really aimed for it, that particular person that experiences it. And, uh, you know, I've talked to Steve Parson about that, and he kind of is on the same page for me as this, believe it or not. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Brian? Is the paranormal more of a personal experience than meant for a, a general public?
2: Um, I've always... It's a typical one now. I mean, yeah, I've always thought so. I mean, um, I know how it affects me. I mean, so surely the fact that it's affecting me rather than, you know, if we walk, say if we're walking around in a group, so to speak... Um, it's affecting me rather than us as a group if you like so yeah I guess it's a very personal personal thing and um, it's down to me then um, to voice you know my feelings um, get them out there um, see what other people feel about that um, you know you're going to get people you're gonna get people look up and say well yeah, I absolutely agree I saw that or I heard something too you know so. Um, but I think it is, yeah, I think it is a, a personal experience rather than a, a group one, put it that way. Ciao.
1: Oh no, I, I agree as well. I mean, um, I think I've discussed before uh, one of the kind of basics and fundamentals of psychical research and how it started off was as an observational science. You've kind mm-hmm. of got to watch and quest- uh, watch what's going on and question people's experiences to understand more about them. You can't just sort of dash in straight away with scientific equipment or immediately take people who have had paranormal experiences into a lab and expect to discover something. You really got you've got to go back to where the thing was experienced in the first place the unusual event and try to piece it together bit by bit like some sort of mystery as it were and just find out
0: yeah Yeah, absolutely it takes it
1: takes a
2: while to evaluate some things doesn't it
1: oh totally i mean um the paranormal is still you know yeah It's still a new thing in science and we're still constantly learning. So even though we have as I've said before, um, we have the well-known phenomena of people seeing ghosts and ghosts themselves. If I say ghosts, you've all got this kind of image in your head of you know, either seeing apparitions walking through walls or the stereotypical one or all kinds of tales that you've heard from various people. Every experience was different even when you have one particular apparition that's seen in the same location. Every single person that saw that apparition has experienced it in a different way and comes from a different background and there's probably different. Circumstances, different psychological states. There's so many things that we've got to take into consideration to explain each experience. So it certainly is an experiential thing. You know, and parapsychologists tried to do that before and taken an exper- uh, experiential approaches towards yeah. investigating these things. Yeah. Sure,
2: sure. Experiments are very much what it is. And as I'll t- say again, it takes a while to collate all those different. Uh, do you know people's opinions about what they've seen or what they thought they've seen or heard or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, what you're feeling,
0: or I'm feeling. But, well, I actually hear the tunes, guy. That means uh, it's time for a break. So uh, hold on, we'll be right back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Cal Cooper and Psychic Goddess Brian Shepard, and we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Toji net Ghost Channel and Beyond.
2: Welcome to net Radio with a cutting edge.
0: The creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gookie, the parex family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the parex family.
1: They're strange. Deranged. Restrain.
0: So grab your favorite rule. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the para X family. Take 6,427. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolick, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Maltontes. And we'd like to invite you to tune in... Ghost Chronicles, The Next Generation... Every Wednesday night... At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time
2: on www.toginet.com.
0: So, so, Leanne, are, what are they going to hear on this stupid show?
2: What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening.
0: Like, uh, beyond bizarre.
2: And cemetery tripping.
0: Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host.
2: <laughs> I am brave beyond belief.
0: Nothing yeah, we'll see. Scares me. So, anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Anne and Ron. See you then. Chronicles International with the rock parapsychologist himself, Mr. Cal Cooper, New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, and our very special guest has been the star artist, paraplegm, oh boy, psychic artist of uh, Most Haunted and Beyond. I mean, he's actually a great artist as well. If you go online, you can see some of his fantastic work, Mr. Brian Shepard.
1: I kid you not, some of the pictures I've seen in his house are, like, photographs. They're such good paintings. No, <laughs> no, <don't> no. <laughs> They're Come fantastic, Brian.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> well, that's yeah. lovely. So, that's lovely. So, so. I was talking to, um, the, you know, the guy who runs a gallery that I exhibit in today, funnily enough, and... Uh, just to sort of get some feedback, and uh, apparently, um, for fingers crossed. He reckons we're going. You know, we're doing the right thing, anyway. Sometimes I have to ask that question. You know, are we doing the right, right thing? Are we going the right way? Is this stuff selling? <laughs> you know,
0: That's more important. <laughs>
2: well, you know, we all need to eat, don't we? Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> um, well, maybe not in the spirit world, but. We need to eat, and uh, consequently, we need to, uh, we need to generate uh, some income somewhere. So now and again, I need, uh, I need to check out I'm doing the right thing. So there you go. Yes, yeah, so, well, thank you very much for that. Anyway, that's lovely to know that uh, you, enjoyed the, uh, you enjoyed some of the paintings.
0: Absolutely, and, and we do have a question from the chat room, Brian, and they asked, uh, when you come over here, will you be doing private readings? And if you do, what is that comprised of?
2: Well, I'll be doing kind of private readings, like one to one sort of stuff. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, if, if if enough people want that, you know, then then I'll probably be available um um, um to do that. And mm-hmm. there's nothing. In actual fact, um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's what I've been doing of late. There's nothing I like more really than to than to sit down with someone and. You know, get to grips with them, basically, um, you know and if I can help them in some way in the way that I can, if you like, using mm-hmm. experiences, um then yeah, um as I said there's nothing I like better than that so if if, if that's what requires if that's what's required, then yeah, is the answer
0: and I mean, do you do i mean? you know it's so I mean do you do galleries there in the UK at all or do they do still do galleries here, or are they allowed? I know there was some kind of a turmoil over it in the in the past.
2: In, in, sorry sorry Ron in, 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 in what respect specifically?
0: I mean, galleries uh, where you, you you are in front of a, a large group of people and you I mean, connect I, I with exhibit, you,
2: yeah. I exhibit in the gallery, sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, and you connect with the the spirits that people uh, associated with the people in the audience. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Done that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you do you ever draw their their pictures or anything like that? I yeah. mean, yeah. of the spirit. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and and as a matter of fact, um, to to revert back slightly, and I'm, uh, I'm only slightly really, but um, that's exactly what I've been doing with the chap here we were talking about just now regards dark shadows.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. You you said you were doing that, but not only just doing some of the drawings, they were turn, turning them into stained glass, aren't they?
2: Well, I think the idea is probably to um, yeah, yeah, to affect some stained glass uh, uh, images. Uh, from the various drawings, um, there are <laughs> there are numerous windows to fill, so I don't think that's going to be a problem <laughs> <you> know, find, <laughs> finding something to put them on. But yeah, um, that, that's that's the general idea. Through meeting him and his family, and you know, doing a sort of one to one, if you like, um, it, 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 it is to affect those, you know, to realise those images. If indeed they exist, if indeed they're there, I think they are. And anyway, um, as I said, I I, I won't go too far down that road, but that's exactly what I've been doing with them.
0: Hmm. That's amazing. You know, I've really been intrigued lately with uh, physical mediumship. uh, We don't really hear too much about it. I know... Uh, because of, you know, what happened, spiritualist church and and so many, uh, you know, people of uh, ill repute, I guess you would say, out there. But there is a a whole culture of uh, physical mediums, and and I find it intriguing, you know, the table tipping, the table tapping, the automatic writing, the uh, uh, trumpet. Uh, Have you ever dealt with any of that, Brian?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I have, um, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, if you think back to the to the, to the time that I was on the show, most oh most yeah, of that's it, right, yeah, you mm-hmm. you would have seen a lot of that going on on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm mean, always worried me a bit that you know, because you are watching a pre-recorded TV show that you know it's down to cutting and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. What worried me at times was how how well that came across to the general viewing public. Um, but um, certainly, I've been involved, and it, I mean, it's been very interesting, and the results have been interesting also. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot there's there lots to be found um, through using those various methods. Exactly. So yes, I've been involved in that, of course, yeah.
0: I mean, really, when you think about it, it's not much of a stretch between, you know. Well, it is in a way. I was going to say, you're, being a psychic goddess, where you you see the spirit because you don't you don't really do you really do it in a, a trance, or are you just seeing it, and then you're aware of what you're seeing and drawing it, or is really the spirit drawing through you? That I'm, I'm trying to understand that a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, that, 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 that's right. It, it's it's a difficult thing to explain and, and and to use the word medium, especially in this instance when, you know, I'm an artist and I use many mediums, if you like. Mm-hmm,
0: that's
2: right, yeah. to, 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 to affect a painting. A medium could be oil paint, watercolours, or whatever it might be, pencils. Um, but I also consider myself to be, you know, in that array of mediums, if you like, and it is using me. I don't so much like the word trance. Um, I never thought that I had been in a trance, in in inverted commas. Um, It's what I'm seeing, um, what my mind is realizing, if you like, and what's happening is it's being channeled through me, using me as a medium, Onto onto paper. So does that kind of explain or you know, find a way around that? Um uh, so it's not, automatically drawing something. Although having yeah. said that, I yes, suppose you could say I was, but certainly not in a trance as far as I'm concerned. Um, I am being ch- it's channeling through me, put it that way.
1: I discussed this with you before, Brian. I think it was probably when we were at Guy's Cliff House together, and um, that um, was one of the, fir- yeah, it was one of the first times I actually got to see you um, work at a haunted location. And I'd gone off and done my own thing uh, with the various members of the public, and uh, but you went off for most of the evening on your own, really, and um, w- went to the stables and then also the tunnel that led to the old uh, wine cellar and so forth. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going to uh, be because um, I knew you were moving about during the evening to go and um, get in the zone and do drawings. And that's wow. basically what you said when I said, how do you go about doing this? Um, is it as though something's drawing through you? Are you just drawing what you see? Or are you basically just getting comfortable where you are first and almost sort of meditating altering your sense of consciousness, just relaxing and closing down a bit and just becoming more free and open to the environment, as it were. Or, you know. So it's well, a sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah go, well, that's exactly it. It,
2: Kel. that's exactly it, Cal. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's finding that peace, that sort of inner peace, if you like, being comfortable with myself and in a place where this can actually um, this can actually happen.
1: Mm. Yeah. Because I was just thinking of that compared to the readings or like um, also instances where you're almost haunted and you're being guided around the location. You know, you've got the presenter there, you've got Kieran going around with you. So you're constantly being asked questions and being forced to sort of produce information. The same for the reading. And I suppose in a sense that's got to be a lot more difficult. Um, to produce the information constantly, where you know you're being put on the spot, as opposed to being go, uh, going away and being able to relax and open yourself up and sort of really get comfortable with where you are and understand the environment that you're in, rather than immediately going there for the first time, not knowing anything about it. And people say, "Tell me about it."
2: Well, that's right. I mean, you've seen it happen firsthand, so you know exactly yeah. well. And you've obviously, of course, I've seen the, the television shows. Um, and uh, and and if you remember just just now, I mentioned the word you know, t- uh, shows and and cutting and thank God for cutting if you like. <laughs> they're putting together a I don't know hour long show or whatever it might be, um, but there's lots of things that you you, you don't see on that show. Um, and that's me doing what you've just said, you know, that I wander around I've been in the building all day or something and, you know, i found a spot that I'm comfortable with um, and basically I'm open to see what happens um, and, I'm, and I'm then trying to present that in the most honest way I can um, in front of a camera with, with lighting guys and, and all the rest of it presenters, as you say, and uh, various and uh, I'm trying you know, look relaxed about it. Um, but that's, you know, that's the wonder of a TV show, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't, and, and how, as I say, what always worried me was how that looked to the, you know, viewing public, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as I say, that's the that's the difficulty of doing these things. Um, but you've seen the way I work. You know what happens. You don't see me a lot of the time. You might bump into me sitting in some dark passageway somewhere, scribbling away with a tiny torch or something. Um, and that's generally, you know, the way I, I work, uh, uh, I, to be honest.
1: I have to say this, and you'll probably hate me for it, but when I went out to, to look for you, I went to the barn first and went in on my own. There was no one in the barn. It was empty. So you'd already finished your drawing there. So I thought, it's got to be in the wine cellar then. So oh. I creeped all the way along to the wine cellar. And I just kind of crept around the top of the door to watch you working because it goes down into the passageway that's full of gravel. And you were halfway down the tunnel with your pads out all over the floor, your drawing material, the torches <laughs> were there. And you were stood leaning against the wall, really in the zone doing your drawing. But I watched you for a while doing the drawing. The <laughs> moment my foot touched the gravel, you jumped about <laughs>
2: three or four There foot. you go. There you go. I mean, you It just. Uh, it
1: <laughs> took you out of the zone and just went, what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, I was impressed with that though, Brian, because when I was watching you, um, you, I think by the point I got to you, you'd already done most of the features of the spirit that you believe was oh. there, and you were concentrating on the facial features in particular, and... Um, you know you, you've said that you know sometimes there can be an image of the mind or sometimes you can see them there and i know yeah. you've got a lot of activity in that tunnel as other people felt while they were there um but when you were drawing while you were also concentrating on the facial features you kept on looking back up to the end of the um the the archway and where the wine cellar opens up you kept on looking up to this uh-huh. person that was wandering about i found that incredible
2: Yeah. No. Indeed, there was. It's just having that awareness that there's someone there, you know, looking up, and a bit like you, or your footstep. You know, you can almost be, you can be a bit startled by that. You know, uh, suddenly aware of someone. Is there who's standing there and they're looking down at that, from that far end of the tunnel, if you like? Um, and yes, I probably was sort of looking up and down and doing silly-looking things, you, you know, trying to affect a, a, an image. But that's that's the way it uh, it transpires, you know, at times. I, I kind of get lost in myself a bit as well, you know. So probably uh, when, you, uh, when you you know, stepped on that gravel and uh, it, it start and startled me, you know, so I, I, I accept that one. I probably did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it was cer- certainly quite an active area, because I remember when we were leaving for the night, after it had probably been calm for about 20 minutes or so, and we'd had people in there trying to feel anything or um, uh, try and take photographs and see if anything came out, as you were walking out of the tunnel with uh, one of the guests for the night, y- you felt this guy who'd been, as you said, quite angry with you most evening, or quite angry that most people there, you felt him push past you. Push past you,
2: push. absolutely. And, uh, and in an angry kind of way, you know, like, just you know, just get out of the way. Yeah. Push past me and disappear back up into the tunnel. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: It, 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 that was, uh, was a strange, wasn't it? Was a very, very small. Well, you were there. I mean,
1: I, I was just ahead of you. I mean, I thought you'd tripped or something. So I, I uh, nearly uh, dropped everything I was carrying to sort of like quickly turn around and grab you if I could. But as I turned around, you, you hadn't fallen over. You were sort yeah, of forced no, back force, into the water.
2: Was a force. There was a force there that pushed me clean out of the way.
1: Mm. Clean out of the way. It certainly shocked well, the person you were stood next. <laughs> <laughs>
0: imagine I imagine that would. Uh, we, we actually have a uh, question from the chat room. This is from Jerry, and I think this goes back to uh, the personal experience thing. Uh, Jerry asks, uh, if two people are in the same location at the same time, and one has a paranormal experience and the other doesn't, do you feel it's because that one person is more physically, could it be the spirits have chose this person to reveal themselves?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it could be, I suppose. But I mean, I would, I would probably like, I kind of probably think that it's because one person is at that point being more receptive uh, whether consciously or not than, than the other person um, as I say that, that's what tends to happen you know I mean something might, might uh, occur to me I might see something, feel something hear something that, uh, and I'm, I might have five six people with me but they don't hear um, so I put it down to that you know being receptive to whatever is there, to the spirit that's there um, you know rather than anything else if I can answer that question. It, it
0: does. And the other thing I was going to mention is, is when you were talking about how you go off by yourself and do it. It's interesting when the my, my group, the New England Ghost Project, does an investigation, uh, one of the things I don't allow is the mediums to go out by themselves, especially when we first arrive, because a lot of times they'll pick up on the energy right away and next time if the group's going and we're documenting that energy is not there so we we like to document everything and if we go as a team then we can do that but i mean i can also understand why you would do it as well be going off by yourself and where you're you you've got drawings to do you got to connect with the energies it's perhaps quieter or anything uh so i mean i can see both sides of the the coin on that one
2: yeah, I mean, what, 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 I, what, what I'm really trying to uh, 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 say here, Ron, is that I, I need a sustained amount of time to be, uh-huh. able, to, to be able to create or effect a drawing um, as opposed to a fragment of time that where one might experience something, catch sight of, um, hear a knock, or, or whatever it might be, which tends to happen in a group of people. As I say, what I'm hoping for by going off and disappearing and, 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 and spending some time on my own is that time where I can affect um, an image, a drawing, uh, and, and that does that does require a sustained amount of time. Right.
0: That's
2: why, and that's why I do that, um, without the distraction um, of there being other people around me.
0: I. I th- I'm thinking, as you were talking, that we, we still could have that same effect. This is that you could go off by yourself, but I mean, we certainly could, uh, you know, put a static camera on you and document as you work. Would that, would that interfere or not? what oh, no.
2: it's it, what's been done, it's done, done, hasn't it? On Most on, on Haunted. On, oh, that's true, too. That's true, That we had uh, elected a place set up a static camera, and um, I, I've sat, basically sat, uh, you know, with the camera on me for a half hour, hour, whatever it might be, um, and, um, you know, see what results we, can, we could get. So it, so it is documented in every sense of the word, yeah. Yeah, I think
0: that's a key point in, in what we do is we, we should try to document as much as we can, and, and I think, well, Cal will agree that we just don't, right, Cal?
1: uh yeah i was discussing this on the phone the other day with um someone that had, had um, a paranormal phone call experience funnily enough and um they wanted a bit of reassurance about the experience and so forth because it, it was related to a death and um one of the things that they wanted to know for a bit of uh, comfort and to know that they weren't basically going crazy for claiming they'd had the experience was is this a common thing and i said well from what I've seen and what I've heard, yes, to have paranormal experiences of all kinds, including that of the telephone, having experiences of talking to the dead, or just unusual conversations with the telephone that we couldn't explain. There does appear to be a lot of people that claim that they've had these experiences. Do they get documented, though? That's the problem. I mean, I've had probably at least a couple of hundred people email me about various paranormal phenomena they've had with the telephone. But then when i said, okay... Um, could I ask you these questions on it so we can actually get some sort of statement going here? Um, They just refused to contact after that, as though they didn't want their account documenting, as though something was going to happen. So there's a lot of people wanting to discuss their experiences, but then this whole issue of then turning an experience into a report that we can actually have documented so we understand it more, there's some people that aren't quite comfortable with that, and I think that's where we have a problem. Uh, Because then it appears that there isn't actually much going on. I mean, look at phone calls from the dead. When I first started that, there was only really one book available on the topic that discussed 50 cases and maybe specifically only about 12 fully outlined within the book. So people thought, well, you know, it's probably not a real phenomenon because there's not much on it. Well, just because there's not much on it doesn't mean to say that it's not going on.
2: Yeah. Right, yeah.
0: Mm Yeah. So, now, can... <laughs> you know, I just I, going back to that, and once again, you, you know how my mind works; it just pops into whatever is in there. And, and I'm thinking about Brian, and I'm thinking of you, Cal. And I'm, you know, if, if you had a recording of a telephone call from the dead, and, yeah. and there are some out there. Yeah. Uh, whether you believe them or not, there are, there's another story. But I mean, mm-hmm. Brian, would you be able to get an impression from that? In other words, if you were able to listen to a telephone call from the dead, uh, would you be able to? I know it's it's all hypothetical, but would you be? You yeah. think you would be able to get an impression uh, from the voice and the and the, and the conversation itself? I
2: don't, um, that's a difficult one, as you say. Um, it, it, it's probably, I would probably have to say that what might take time, I mean, at the time that it happened, depending on how long it lasted and all the rest of it. Right, right. I, I, I mean, let's face it, it, it might last, well, a few seconds or something, if that. That's true, that's true, right. Yeah, um, so, so then I'd have to say, well, that's very highly unlikely, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But some things, and, and we were talking about this earlier on... Um, you know, take some analysis, take some, it will come to you. You know, it takes time to evolve. And in that sense, then maybe, yes, is is, is the answer I would give to that. It's possible. <laughs> but it, but it would take time. I don't think, you know, personally, I've, I I don't feel that like I could affect anything um, with a, you know, a couple of seconds.
0: Right. Absolutely.
2: You know, I just don't think it's going to happen. But, so,
0: yeah, can- Cal, what is what is
1: the longest one you have? Um, the longest one I have um, are the they're popular. They're on the internet um, anyway, and they were popularised by Mark Macy, which a lot of people are probably familiar with his writings, and also George Meeks. And it's the ones that are um, supposedly the late uh, psychologist Dr. Constantine Radiver, who published uh-huh. the book Breakthrough on EVP. And um, he supposedly called several people after he died in France, Germany and the USA. And these are supposedly conversations after he died, even though there's some skepticism around whether they're genuine or whether they're actual pranks. Um, Beyond that, actual live conversations... I've got some from um, original witnesses in the Rogan Bayliss' cases, and I've listened through and, you know, I can't hear anything specific. But the voicemail messages from the dead, the actual uh, recordings that are left and specifically meant to be a voice recording, um, I've got a few good ones, actually, and you've given me a good idea. I mean, it is only a few seconds long, um, but... There is a very clear, distinct voice, and I think I might make a copy of it and just leave you with a cassette, Brian, and whenever you get the, feel, the urge to just listen to it, it is on a loop, the voice, over and over. And, yeah. you know, if you ever got an impression from it, by all means do a drawing for it. That would actually be quite interesting.
0: That was yeah. what I was going to propose, so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that is a great
2: idea. And I think that's the only way around it as well. I think it's too much to, too much to put that expectation on a couple of seconds. Or whatever
0: oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: but to, to to listen to it and listen to it again and again, and then let it sink in, so to speak, um, right. is a different matter. And then forget yeah. about it for a while, you know. And things do come; they do come. And right. uh, as I say, like tonight, and and that thing, that whole thing about the sea, etc., etc. Oh, et cetera. yeah, I
0: think that's
2: amazing. That's do you know? And does it make sense? No, not really. And you think. Well, that is odd. That is very. It does come to it. as as Cal said, It's a bit like a jigsaw puzzle sometimes these things, you know. Mm. Hey,
0: Brian, when when you do your psychic drawings, I mean, have you ever done one where you've started it and I don't I don't know why or, or how, I mean, at this point in time, but it, you somehow you started the psychic draw and then you've put it down and and then you've gone back to it at a later date, and and worked on it again, and in that type of scenario, um,
2: yeah, um, exactly because of what I just said, really. Um, I I've, I've, I've had situations where I've started something, and basically it's felt like it's going nowhere, and I thought, let it go, you know, leave it, forget about it. Um, so I just, you know, put it. I don't a bit of an outline on paper or whatever it might be. Um, but at a much later day, I've gotten to thinking about it, you know, or something's popped into my mind and it said to me, Go back, take another look. This is what I should have seen. And then you put two and two together. It's all in the mind, it's not in the eyes, it's in right. the mind. And it's putting that two and two together. And, it, and once again, I say, sometimes that takes time. But you get there, just don't force it. Yeah.
1: Brian, my own psychic senses are tingling right now. What are you actually drawing at the moment? I can hear you sketching away, or is it a secret?
2: <laughs> no, it's not a secret. I'm doodling. Oh, you're do- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just doodling on a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper. My, my daughter's left here.
1: Oh, all right. Right. I've been- I've been wondering, I thought, is he working on a project? Is he trying to pick something up from me and Ron? What's he doing? I don't
2: know. That's the whole point, you see, Cal. I don't know. It looks yeah. like a deal to me. Give me time. Who is? <laughs>
0: <whole> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually are just about out of time, but we do have one quick question for Cal, believe it or not. And this is from the uh, Collingwood. They ask uh, Is your phone book phone calls from the dead based on uh d scott ringo's 1979
1: book by the same title uh yeah totally by the same title uh d scott rogo and raymond bayless they co-authored the original book and i've tried to make as best i can this new book act as a revised edition it picks up where they left off um, I had Rogo's files. I went to visit Rogo's father in North Hollywood and speak to him about Scott and Scott's life and also Raymond Bayless's, um close friends and colleagues as well. So I tried as much as I can to get into the previous author's heads because I never got the chance to meet either of them. And um, basically, just tried to follow up the study with a new analysis of another 50 cases. So, if you enjoyed the last book, um, you know, hopefully, you'll enjoy this book. And if you've never read the previous book either, hopefully, um, you know, you won't have to. This book is good enough on (laughs) its own. Well,
0: you believe it or not, there's the music, and somehow we didn't get the bell. So we are just about done. Uh, Our guest has been Brian Shepard. I look forward to uh, seeing you here in July, and also Cal as well. So, look it's time forward. to
1: wrap
2: it up. Very okay. much look forward to it. And I'll
0: All say goodnight. We're falling faster. This
2: is the night.